This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 317, recorded on July 6th, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite things. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the hours. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in Oregon. Pretty hot. Although tomorrow, Mike, I think a little reprieve from the hot weather, but man, a hot Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike's up in Omaha. I'm ready for fall. Already. I I am too. I I am definitely ready for fall. These temperatures are fun for a while. I used to love them when I lived in an apartment and had a pool uh, right there I could go to, but without the pool, it's a little bit hot. Yeah. How hot has it been? Oh, Uh, 90s, middle, lower, middle to upper 90s. Really high humidity. And it's just, you know, anyway. So we post a show with world class show notes, of course, each week out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us on our new mobile app if you new. It's like two years old. (laughs) Get out there on the mobile app, homegadgetgeeks.com. We were talking in a pre show about maybe getting a new brand for the average guy. We have two ladies out there tonight in the chat room, which is a record, (laughs) a world record. We normally have one. And of course, Aaron and Emily, Aaron, Aaron Lawrence, who's been joining us uh, for the last couple months here and Emily are out there. Uh, but of course, if you want to get access to that mobile app, homegadgetgeeks.com is the way to do it. Big buttons, just download it, get it on your phone. Easiest way to get it done and easiest way to listen live, by the way, if you're on the road, just a, a simple way to do it. Don't forget, we're going commercial free on both YouTube and on Spreaker now. So if we're just doing that, if you want to support the show, we can always use your support and it's always helpful. Patreon or Amazon. And Amazon, Mike Weaker bought a. Can I tell? Can I tell? I know it was you because you posted it on Facebook. That can oh. I tell? Can I tell him the big purchase that you? Sure, I don't know if it was me or not. Was it? Well, then you get a new bed. Oh yeah, we did get a new bed. Did that go through to you? It did. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we got a um, we got a tufted needle. Um, one of those memory foam mattresses. We had a Casper before in the apartment, and this, it was time to go up from a twin. Uh, Hannah and I have been, or no, a full, right? Full. Yeah, full. And four, yeah, yeah. Hannah and I have been having a sleeping in a full. Bad. So we went to a king on Tuft and Needle. Ooh. Pretty affordable uh, for, a, for a brand new mattress. And like I said, I loved, I love those boxed up mattresses. Arrive at your door, slide them through any doorway. And it's just so, it's so satisfying. You like pop it open, you cut the plastic, and you just go, um, yeah, it's 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 amazing. So love it. I'm, I'm glad that went through. I was wondering if it did or not. It did. That's a nice little. I'm not gonna lie. That was that's the biggest uh, item I've ever seen come across Ooh. Amazon. Yeah, it was like 950 bucks or something. But yeah, not nine. I think you got it for nine. That's like a 70 dollar commission, which is no. There we go. That, that's pretty crazy. So if you're you're buying on Amazon, head over to theaverageguy.tv, click the link like Mike did. And uh, purchase a bed, apparently. Yeah. Uh, what are your tough to needle through Amazon? That's the, that's the way to do it. Apparently, that's the way to get in. All right. You've already heard him. He's jumped in a couple times. Brian Freelander is back. Dr. Brian Freelander is back. Brian, you doing, great, great to have Likewise. you on. Thanks for coming. Yeah. That was good, good to that's see great. you. Good, good to have you. Have you ever thought about, Brian, have you ever thought about buying a bed online? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I buy everything else, so why not? You and know? It, but it's kind of nice because they have. So the way they do it is all of those boxed up mattresses that arrive at your door. The way they do it is, you know, you have your thirty, ninety, whatever day warranty it is. If right. you don't like it, and if you don't like it, they will actually come and grab it from you. Well, not them. They will hire someone to come get it from you, and they actually give it to a local. Um, uh, 
like a homeless shelter. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, so some place gets a nice mattress. So it's like, you know, it's kind of no harm, no foul. Either you love it and you keep it or you get your money back and you know that um, someone gets a bed now. Kind of nice. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We talked about that when Aaron was on. We talked a little bit about. Um, so you've been sleeping on it a couple nights, Mike. What do you think? What's the what's the what do you think so far? <laughs> First of all, the size, because uh, the reason we ended up getting it because Hannah was kind of back and forth. OK, do we really need a king size bed? Do we not? Well, Emmett is just getting bigger and bigger. And in the mornings, what happens is at five when he wakes up, she'll go get him give him his bottle, bring him back to bed, put him in bed with me when she goes off to work. And then for the next 30 minutes, he just kind of lays in bed with me and plays around. Well, that little morning time is just, it's just too cramped. It was way too cramped in a full. So uh, the bigger size, first of all, is amazing. I feel like I can spread Eagle and so can she, and it's just like, we don't even touch. Like, I, th- I think we have different like weather in both sides of our bed. It's fantastic. <laughs> I asked her if great. it was any warmer or colder on her side. Um, but as far as those foam mattresses go, super comfortable. Uh, took takes a little bit to get used to, I think, but we're used to it because we had a Casper from a while back. If I had to compare the two, I initially liked the Casper just a little bit better. Um, I feel like it was a tad bit firmer on the top. Um, same support once you get down past that first layer, but it had a little bit more support, which I like. Hannah likes the softness of this one a little bit better. Um, but for the price and for brand new and shipped straight to your door and all those reasons, uh, I really like it. I love the new bed. I put the link to it in the, and I'll put it in the show notes, but we'll also put it in the chat room. So if you're out there live and you want to get, uh, you want to take a peek at it, uh, tuft and needle king size yep. looks good. Like I said, 900, which is not all not that bad. bad. I mean, right. when you think about like those mattresses, so I, we went and actually got the box spring from Nebraska Furniture Mart, or if anyone's from Nebraska, uh, Mrs. B's, which is pretty much like their clearance center of Nebraska Furniture Mart. So we went and got them there. And what they do at Nebraska Furniture Mart is they take all of their beds. If they got delivered and returned like within, and they never opened for some reason, they were bad. They sent them over to Mrs. B's. So I went and laid on a quote, $3,000 mattress. And I was like, Hey, I'm actually pretty happy with my $900 purchase. Would I notice a difference? Maybe. Um, maybe a little bit, but not, not enough, at least on the initial lay test, which is terrible. You can't do that in the store, right? You need to sleep on it and wake up and see if your back's killing you the next morning. That's how you need to do a true test of the mattress. Yeah. But you've been sleeping on it. Good so but far. I've been sleeping on it. It's been great. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. It's, uh, uh, I, you know, I'd, I'd be skeptical on Amazon. Well, what I'm not skeptical about, Brian, let's not bury the lead. The reason we really brought you on is to talk about the echo show <laughs> is, is what we brought you on for. Those were out late last week. If you follow Dave McCabe, he's already created a video. So you want to take a peek at that out there, kind of first review. He tears it out of the box. But we didn't want to go too early, uh, Brian, because we were afraid maybe it wouldn't come in time. And yes. I didn't really want you talking about it with like a day. You know, it was like right, hey, sure. this thing for a while. We, we kind of know it's a lot like the the tall cylinder device, which name I which will go uh, anonymous at this point. Uh, talk a little talk a little bit about why did you pick this up and then what were you hoping for with it and how's it working so far? Well, you know me, I always like to be on the bleeding edge, of course. When a new gadget comes out, I gotta be the first one to have it. Um I've been I've been using the you know the Amazon, you know, Echoes probably for about two and a half years now. And the idea of having a screen was really interesting um, you know, to me, um in, in terms of just getting some of that visual feedback that um, you know, I thought I would really, uh, you know, enjoy. Um, and so I've been, you know, I've been using it pretty much the way I've used, um, my, my echo dot that I had in the, uh, in the kitchen. So I replaced the dot with the show 
and you know, I, it definitely, you know, it, it I think it sounds really good. Um, maybe a tad better than the Echo. I mean, in terms of it's got two speakers. Um, I mean, it it two seems on the bottoms, to, right? It's a screen on yeah, the top, yeah. and then you know, speakers kinda, on the bottom. Yeah, so better than the Echo, not just the dot, right? What's that? You think it yeah, sounds the, better than the, the full Echo? echo? It's pretty. I would say it's pretty close. Yeah, okay. I think. It, I mean, it sounds really clear and crisp. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, had some negative things to say about the design. I think it looks. You know, it's it's very functional. It looks. We got we got the the version I got is the in black. It comes in black and white. I got the black one. It sits next on my counter or next to the um, the toaster, and I think it looks it looks fine. I mean, it you know, and it 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 works well. Um, and you know, having the visuals nice, you ask, you know, you ask about the weather and you get, you know, the, you know, the icons for the weather for the, for the day. And then it shows you the week. So it's kind of nice. Gives you a little something to hold on to. Um, and you know, you find some new things it can do. Like you could say, you know, uh, you know, Madam A, you know, take a picture cause it has now a front has a camera in the front. So it will take a picture. Um, it will also do. Right now, it also uploads the pictures to uh, Amazon Prime Photos, and so it will, you know, do a uh, you know sort of a collage and a slideshow. So it's it's got some interesting features that I'm still learning about, but you know, most of all, it, it still operates pretty much you know the way you know the the echoes and the dots have you know worked in the past. I have it. Um, I mean, the I think what Amazon does, which is really um, I mean, pretty incredible. I mean, the out of box experience is you know just you know just incredible i mean um not only that even before that uh, it got delivered on uh, june 28th um to my doorstep so i got a text from ups that it was delivered i pick it i pick it up bring it in the house 30 seconds after that i get an email from amazon saying here's some tips and tricks on how to use your alexa show you know and um and then of course it's automatically registered to me i plug it in it did take about um, it recognized, you know, who I was. I put on the Wi-Fi, and then it went out. And it took about ten minutes to do um, over-the-air updates. Um, that took a little bit of time. It downloaded some updates, and then it restarted a couple of times. But I made it work flawlessly, you know, out of the box. So the out-of-the-box experience was really very positive. And then it connected to all my smart devices. Uh, I have some switches and light bulbs um, that you know I have connected, and it worked well. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's work really, it's work really fine. I have no, I have no complaints. Yeah. Cause it has a screen. There's now some yes. video capabilities and I'm noticing yes. in the, on the side, it says Alexa, shoot, sorry. Oop. Let me wait a Oops. second. So <laughs> everybody's Alexa doesn't golf, but it says, uh, play my video flash briefing. So I would normally just say flash briefing and it, it goes mm -hmm. into the audio one. I'm assuming now there's some specially enabled video content as well that's coming on these. Um, have you, well, you have can messed do, with it much? Yeah, you can you can play you know anything that um, you know Amazon Prime Video and YouTube videos right now. So those are the two that are supported. And what's nice too is I mean if you if you you know because it is a seven inch touch screen. I mean if you want you know and you're near it, you can you know when when you let's say you said um, you know, play, um, you know, I don't know, play movies from X, Y, and Z, and the movies are on the screen, you then can use your voice to say, choose movie two or choose movie three. So you can use your voice to actually select the video that you want to play, or you can use your finger and touch 
the one you want to play right now. Um, I haven't tried it, but um, some people are excited with the prospect of, you know, recipes um, on the screen in terms of the videos and the preparation and everything like that. It seems to be everyone that, you know, some people I've heard that have gotten it have put it in the kitchen, you know, so I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's a kind of a neat device, um, you know, for the, for the kitchen and uh, for some of the other video conferencing uh, capabilities, um, which are built in as well. So if you asked it to play home gadget geeks uh, on YouTube, mm-hmm. would it pull right. up the YouTube app, try to find home gadget geeks and then I assume whatever it would play. Yeah, so it puts up, up yeah, it puts up thumbnails and then it puts numbers next to underneath each thumbnail of the video. And then you could say, play you know video two and it would then go out so you can use i mean if you you know like say you were at the sink and you turned around and you saw the thumbnails you could use your voice to select it as well oh which is nice um so again it supports youtube and you know watching you know prime video you know prime prime video yeah Yeah, you wouldn't think a movie that would necessarily be a movie watching device right 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 yeah but you can see definitely you know you know you want to you know, you want to watch a quick YouTube video, three, four minutes, five minutes or something like that. And a lot of times there's some of the videos I watch, you know, whether it be a new show or something like that. It could be, you know, a 10 minute, maybe maybe a 10 minute video. It's, it would be nice, you know, while you're, while you're having breakfast or something like that, you know. Tony in the chat room says, so kids can see the lyrics to songs. Uh, yes. and, and they didn't realize there was questionable lyrics because right now you're seeing like you can't really understand the lyrics of music anymore. But uh, right. now it'll start displaying those lyrics and you can go. Ooh. Yeah. Now, some of the I found some of the songs, the lyrics pop up and for others, they don't. So you just get the thumbnail of the the jack, you know, the music jacket. So it's not consistent. I don't know, you know, why some have it and some don't. I don't know if it's like, you know, some sort of IP thing or whether it's not in a database. But um, some some songs yeah. you do, you can't you do have the lyrics and. So, I mean, there are also, I haven't played around, but there are parental restrictions. So you can set restrictions on some of the videos and some of the content that can be accessed. So if you have younger, younger, younger kids in the house, you can play around with some of the permissions. Have you used uh, Spotify on it yet? Or are you a Spotify user? I don't. Um, I actually bought the, um, you know, Amazon Prime Music. They have like uh, it was like three ninety nine a month, and so I've been right. I've been using that. Um, but you can hook it up to Spotify and Pandora. You, you, I think you just cho- go in and you you basically you know choose your preference. Right, because it works with the um, Amazon Echo, and, and we use it. My one wonder on the uh, on yours would be so we have an iPad that sits right next to our Echo, and it's in our kitchen, and mm. we actually use Spotify. Spotify connects to all the different, you know, Echoes or whatever they right. are in the house. Also, Google Chromecast audios, which we have mm-hmm. out on our porch. So we leave our iPad out and let our guests during parties select the music. So they say, okay, here, play this. And it sends it to the Chromecast audio out on our porch and plays out there. So I was wondering, I guess, with the capability to see and now have a screen, can it cast out that audio to different devices on the network or is it limited to only playing on the Echo? It'd be, it'd be nice to have an all-in-one and not have the need for an iPad and kind of the speaker right there. Somehow I'm going to say no only because, okay. you know, yeah, I, I haven't, yeah, um, I haven't, I haven't seen that. I understand what you want to do, but I somehow I'm not sure that it, it's it probably wouldn't. I wouldn't see probably, them wanting allow no, exactly their ecosystem. Exa- right? Exactly, you want yeah. them to stay yeah. in their ecosystem and especially kind of 
bring you towards Prime Music, right. even if they did have the ability to cast out, I'm guessing it would only be on Prime Music, not on any right. other third party. I mean, you, I mean, you could, you, I mean, you could always use it to connect as a Bluetooth speaker, but right. You know, that, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's what we do when we're in the kitchen too. And right. I'm waiting for Spotify to have the ability to send out to. Um, like two outputs, right? right. I want to send out to my patio and this echo that's right here. So it plays right. all in one, pretty much making Sonos without Sonos. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I suspect you're going to see that. You know, I know, I think I would probably hope so. that. I'm, I'm sure that's what Apple, you know, the Apple, it, uh, the new Bluetooth. I, the new, yeah. The, what yeah. they call iHome? Is it iHome? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, I, is that what it is? Is it iHome? iHub? Um, iHub. Uh-oh. But uh, Uyghurs yeah. forgetting his apple. I know I'm forgetting no my apple stuff. Oh no! <laughs> I went down. I went down a road, and all of a sudden, I lost all my stuff. But uh, but the new Bluetooth standard actually supports sending your audio. Right. So for the new phones right. to support it, you can split it out and send your audio to two different Bluetooth speakers, which Correct. is nice. Correct. So I want that same sort of functionality just via the network, not via Bluetooth. Got it. Absolutely, Brian. Two hundred thirty bucks for these things. If you buy two, yes. you can get them in the one seventy range, which is the yep. you know the can uh, the the price for the can at this point. Is that uh, two thirty? Obviously, you bought one. You don't yes, you don't I see do. a problem with uh, two thirty for the device. Worth it? Do you think for for what you've gotten I so far? Would you would you plunk it down again yeah. to get a second one? I don't think so. I th- I mean I, I I think you know over the next couple of months we'll probably see some new applications and i think you know as they expand there might be you know in you know in, increased functionality and uh maybe more yeah, i might see more value i don't think i'd plunk down and you know to buy another, another one right now i mean i think as you know you get more you know uh you know i mean cameras and home security stuff built in i think it adds a nice you know a nice you know you know, it's nice functionality because you could say, you know, uh, a show me what's happening in the backyard, you know, and it will just, you know, turn on the you, you'll get the feed from your camera outside or whatever you may be. Uh, it does have an interesting feature called drop in, which is, um, qu- I think, quite interesting. And I, I could certainly see the application where maybe you had elderly parents or you know, um, with their, of course, with their permission. And so like from my, actually from my, I can do it from my phone. I can, you know, even when I'm away, I can drop in and see what's happening, you know, through my bay window into my backyard. And so it puts like a, like a, almost like a filter and it it gives the person in the room a a couple of seconds to like probably determine if they want to actually activate it. But I have it set to automatically turn on. So this kind of film goes away and I can actually see what's happening in my backyard through the bay window, uh, you know, in my kitchen. So it's kind of an interesting feature. And again, it, it can be turned on or off. And, you know, so, I mean, I know some people are concerned about, how you know invasive uh, it is, but you know, like anything else, you can turn it on and off. But it, it is a nice feature if you're, you know, have to, you know, looking out for, you know, either, you know, you know, kids uh, or you know, elderly parents. I mean, it could be a really nice feature. Well, drop in works on the echoes, right? And so I've I've got that echo yep. he down here. I, we always see my daughter when dinner's ready. You know, I'm down here working and dinner's ready. My wife sends my daughter oh, down to get me. And she'll pop around the corner, dad, dinner's ready, you know, and I'll go up. Well, now with drop-in, she can go to the can and yep. say, you know, hey, drop in on Jim's Echo. And 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 it'll 
it'll open up, makes it like an intercom. Mm-hmm. And she can just yeah. say, hey, dinner's ready. Most cases, I don't always, I don't, it's connected to the board here. Mm-hmm. I don't always have the speakers turned on, so I won't always hear it. Uh, now, on the Echo, that works as an intercom. On the mm-hmm. show, it really works as a spy device. You know, like you were <laughs> yes. saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, a, it's a little more interesting. Where did you move, Brian? Where did you move your other Echo to then? So now you got the show. You put it in place of an Echo. Did you move the Echo somewhere else? Um, I have too many, Jim. <laughs> so I, I put it into a little bit of retirement. It was a, it was a first, first generation. So I have a second generation dot in my, uh, in my like sort of home office. And then we have an echo up in the bedroom, um, which we use a lot for music. Um, and then, um, I also have the, um, the, uh, the portable echo that I take on the road with me when I'm doing uh, presentations about using it, you know, in the classroom. Um, what is it called? The echo tap. I have one of those that I use uh, as well. For anyone that's, I mean, I, I mean, the echo dots are very powerful, um, you know, device. And if anyone's looking to add an accessory, I, I, I've been playing around with this accessory. Uh, it, I, th- I think it's probably pronounced Vox, V-A-U-X. It's like $49. And what, what you do, what it is, it's basically, it adds a, a battery, which then makes the dot portable. And it also is a, is, a, is a really nice speaker. And so what happens, you take your second generation dot and you sit it on top in the housing. And it has a cable where you plug the audio out and also the power, a power cable um, in. And it will stay charged for about six hours, but I mean, it, the, the quality of the sound uh, is a big improvement. And plus it adds portability because um, you could take, then you could take your dot with you and uh, in, into any room or outside that we have Wi-Fi access and, uh, and use it for, you know, for music or for whatever else you want to do with it. So it's a, it's a nice accessory for a good one to take outside. With you, right. If you don't want to yes, put a dot absolutely. outside, a great way to take right. it on the outside, take it with you, listen to music, Mike, and you yeah. 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 be able to talk right to it, control yeah. um, you know, yeah. pieces. I mean, you know. it's kind of, it, it sounds kind of, I mean, strange, but I mean, my wife and I, we, about two years ago, we started taking uh, ballroom dancing. And so we practice in the kitchen. And so it's just easy to say, Hey, you know, pl- you know, just play the song, you know, and it just, you know, gets, gets the song and we're, you know, we're practicing, you know, so it's little, little things like that. I mean, it's, you know, it, as much, you know, as much as we we're into this technology, it's still, still somewhat amazing that you know, we can do all this with our voice, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's not perfect yet, but it's, it's really get, it's really getting there. It really yeah. is. One of the things I've really liked about the, the, the echo is it seems to be, or these devices, the Amazon right. devices, is that it, it seems to be with the equipment that Amazon ships it with, they are constantly making improvements. And oh, absolutely. You know, Tony had put in the chat room, you know, is the, 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 the one drawback to these devices especially the Amazon, Amazon devices, the search is so terrible. Like it, yeah, it, is. it is. is awful, right? So Tony is asking, yeah. hey, you know, do you think it's better on a Google Home? Now, I have an OnHub router and Google has made all kinds of promises to, you know, they, they built these, these OnHub routers were $190 new when we got them. Wow. And, oh, they were going to make all kinds of updates. So they overshipped the hardware and have made zero mm-hmm. updates where, Amazon has underbuilt, I think, has underbuilt these devices, but has gotten more productivity out of them than than right. anything. So I'm kind of, you know, he'd ask, you know, do you go with the Amazon or with the uh, the Google Home? 
I think at this point, if you're going to do search, uh, you do do search on Cortana or another device if you can. Yeah, I mean, it's um, getting. Yeah, I I would say ahead. probably the Google is probably. I, you know, from I don't personally have one because I'm I'm sort of on the Amazon, but from the you know from folks that have read articles that you know Google does a better job on search. But you know, uh, my understanding is that you know Amazon has hired a tremendous number of engineers to you know to build that out. But you can now say um, like you know what movies are playing you know in my area, and it you know it, it's it's getting a lot it's getting a lot better, and I think it's also getting better um, at because there is. There is still like that cognitive load. Like sometimes the skills are looking for a certain the words in a certain order to process them. And I, I noticed lately that you don't have to be as exact as you once were. It, it gets the, the the gist of what you want and it will process it correctly. So it definitely, I, I agree. I think it's getting better. They're doing. I, I mean, Amazon's spending a lot of time on on AI and, and all that machine learning to take advantage of that. But um, I still probably, most, you know, they're still behind, I think, you know, with Google, if you just ask for a general search, but the integration with so much hardware is just, un- I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone on the hardware side that you speak to, you know, they, you know, I mean, it used to be, they used to build for Apple first. Now it's pretty much, they build for Amazon first, you know, with any of the home automation um, hardware. Yeah, Tony says in the chat room he's a little little upset with Amazon after they killed unlimited cloud drive. You know, I think they uh, opened that yeah. up and then have taken it away. And uh, Microsoft I, did that too, right? Totally. <laughs> I, I, don't, you know, I don't know, Tony. Is anybody offering unlimited at this point? I, it's probably a bad business plan to begin. You know, we always know unlimited is kind of a bad business plan to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't work. You know, that doesn't work uh, very well. I'm interested to try this drop in any other things, uh, Brian, that you were talking, what you're thinking that came with the show, mm-hmm. any new things or any different new ways that you're using it today that you weren't, you kind of weren't using it before. I haven't played around with it, but I wanted to, I mean, it, you know, it's still, it reads Kindle books. It reads, you know, it will read audible books, which is, which is nice. I haven't tried, I mean, I've tried the immersive reading experience, on a, an Amazon Fire tablet, I haven't I haven't tried it out to see if it will actually highlight and you know put post put the words up on the screen. I have to play around with that a little bit more. Uh, Mike, any uh, are you tempted to uh, to get a show after? I mean, they've been out a while. You're a big Amazon guy. Any any, any uh, temptation there? I don't I don't have a spot to put it um, because, like I said, I have the. Hashtag first world problems. Well, yeah. Well, someplace it would be useful to spend the money, I guess, to put it is more what I I mean by that. Because in the kitchen, I don't think it could replace the iPad yet. And we have an iPad on like, it's like this cooking stand, I guess, that sits out there that we use for everything. And the Amazon uh, Echo sits right behind that. So really for me, I have both those things in the kitchen. That would probably be where I put it. And so for me, just it doesn't fit well where I need it. We have dots everywhere else. Um, and putting a show there also wouldn't make sense, not some place that we would access it very often. So I think it's one of those, I mean, kind of like Brian said, where it's kind of like, oh, he had to retire one because he's got so many of these things. It really has to be a good use case for having a place with a screen. Otherwise, I think voice for us uh, works just as well because we have the iPad. I think it'd be great at the desk. I mean, it's a speakerphone. Yeah, you're right. It's it a could video be a speakerphone, right? Very and true. Drop yeah, in I mean, would be I mean, great for that. Yeah, and if you, I mean, you know, not that you, I mean, everyone has other options, but you know, for a video, I mean, inexpensive way to do video conferencing, um, right? It, it could be really well. And I think as more and more people start getting into, you know, putting in um, home security cameras, I think 
you know, that, that could be sort of the uh, dashboard or the, you know, That's the central hub for, you know, looking at what's happening and, you know, right. uh, in different areas of your home. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's, I have thought about picking up a few more dots. I haven't at this point. I'd, I'd love to have one in our bedroom. We don't, that's really the right place for it. I keep it at the desk just cause this is what I use to, you know, right. when we're demoing it on the podcast and some of those other things. Um, actually, I wonder, uh, you know, I could, since the, since the dot is tied in through the soundboard, I could bring in somebody on a podcast because they would be hearing my voice. They wouldn't hear anybody else. Right. If they could hear me. I could talk to them and we could get their audio in. That, that would be interesting. How's the, on the drop in or on the conferencing, how's the sound quality? Is it pretty good? I mean, it's, you're using this, the same microphones it uses to get your, you know, your, uh, your audio cues. Have you tried that, I Brian? Haven't tried, I haven't tried any video conferencing yet with it. Yeah. Have you done the audio drop-in? Just because I think it works just audio as well as a as an intercom. You haven't done that. I, yet? I haven't tried it. No. Okay. No, I got to try it. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach Sarah how to do that, and then they don't. They, she can just yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, come on up. <laughs> yeah. From, from the kitchen. It's interesting because I, for the longest time, I've been building kind of a dedicated Cortana box. Uh, to kind of compete with all these is, is Microsoft keeping up with it. And man, this just puts Amazon another step out, you know, another step ahead, I think in this, in providing this by adding a screen. So I don't know. I, I'm, I would be uh, at this point, I'd be a little hesitant to drop another 230 just on another Amazon device. Right. I'm not sure I am. I would get all the value out of now. I'm a geek. I'm a gadget geek. So I, I should, own, I should own one. Um, but I don't know. So, well, cool. So, don't you don't regret? No regrets. No, uh, no regrets. It worked. I mean, it, it worked right out of the box, and I'm sure we're going to see and, and skills that you know are tied to that. You know, this particular model going forward. I would say in the next six months, I'm sure we're going to see some, possibly some more exciting things coming from Amazon. Well, we stay on Amazon. Mike Weger's a big Dash guy, but they have mm -hmm. a new wand out that you're looking mm -hmm. for. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. I got it. I wish I really would have got here today. I know. But... They originally originally said Thursday. I'm going ah. Oh. So it's uh, it's twenty it's twenty bucks. And um, my understanding is that once you register it, you get twenty dollars back. Uh, you know, if you're a Prime user to you know use uh, to purchase. I mean, I think the intent was to take the place of the uh, you know the physical Dash. Um, clickers to order individual products. Um, the, the wand also has um, a scanner so that you can use it to scan products. So if you're in your, you know, uh, in, in your closet, you need to replace your, uh, you know, your ketchup, you could scan the UPC and it will automatically, you know, put that into your cart. Um, then it has some of the basic functionality that the, you know, the Echoes and the Alexa have doesn't, is a subset. So it doesn't have everything but uh, my understanding is you can use it to control lights um it doesn't it doesn't uh at this point support um, reminders or timers i believe but um you know hopefully uh, i'll get it tomorrow and i'll be able to test out some of the uh functionality so it could be a good way to kind of get dip your toes into this market if you're not sure i mean certainly you know amazon put it together as a an order taker of um, but uh, it does have some other the Alexa skills um, built built in. In the Amazon description, it says groceries have never been easier. All new Amazon Dash wand with 
helps you find recipes, convert cups to ounces, buy and reorder essentials. This is my favorite one. Find nearby restaurants and more. In other words, you scan all your stuff and you're like, uh, hey, Amazon, what can I make? And it, she basically says, nothing. Okay, where's the nearest? <laughs> After that, where's the nearest? Uh, yeah, in a hamburger joint, right? Where's the nearest restaurant? Right? Okay, how long? Okay, order me something, you know, at whatever. is. You know, it's, uh, I think, you know, we, I, I don't know if we're there yet, uh, but I've been ordering a ton of coffee on my Starbucks app, but I'm, I'm not sure. Well, we use the Panera app, so I guess yeah. there would be another. I guess Panera's kind of embraced it. Has McDonald's, Burger King, have they embraced? Do you guys know? Uh, we didn't prep for this, but have we seen apps from them? It would seem like McDonald's and Burger King would be ripe for pre-orders. Mike, have you seen anything like that? Uh, Taco Bell was kind of one of the first yes, ones yeah. in the fast food industry. They they had it out there. Uh, McDonald's and Burger King, as far as I know, have not hopped on that train. I use um, um, I use Dunkin' Donuts. They have the uh, you know you can order and then pick up, which which works works pretty well. Uh, Emily says McDonald's now does Uber Eats. So uh, yeah. yeah, that would if seem you like, live in an area that has Uber Eats, you know we don't. We don't I'm assuming that's Uber. someone picking up the food for you and bringing yeah. it. fantastic out. <laughs> but. but I mean, it's going to be, it's really going to be interesting, you know, with, um, you know, uh, Amazon purchasing Whole Foods and what that, you know, that brings to the market in terms of, you know, delivery, different delivery models. I'm right. sure that becomes their distribution channel or, you know, delivery within a certain, you know, radius of the stores. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in that, in that space. Of all the food you would order on Uber Eats, would you go <laughs> McDonald's? I mean, like, you could probably get a whole bunch of other things ordered that, you know, I don't maybe. How drunk am I? I mean, what's uh, <laughs> because I think that's that's really the only time, you know. That you're going straight McDonald's. I can go for, like, five McDoubles right now. Yeah. Oh, Uber Eats. Uber uh, Eats, yeah. Brian, do you know, uh, so on this, on this wand, do, do I have to take advantage? Is it, you know, because Amazon has the two services, right? You have Prime which orders everything that's mm. non-perishable. And then you have Amazon, mm, what's the yeah. food? What's the food? Pantry? No, what's Maybe the food? Yeah. What's the food one? Well, we Prime know? Pantry is where you fill up the box and you... Yeah, Prime, yeah. Prime Pantry. But can I, I do, like ketchup, can I order that? Doesn't that go through Pantry? Doesn't I think so. The and the food? hard part is you have to fill up the box, which is really right. hard to do. It actually takes quite a bit of food to fill up that box. Yeah, to get. I that. tried to do it with a uh, formula for the baby, uh, for Emmett, and it was one of those prime pantry items, and I didn't want to fill up the entire box. Okay, so Brian has the right idea. He says I ordered uh, Old South Pancakes House via Uber Eats biscuits and gravy delivered. Uh, <laughs> if you do delivery. <laughs> Yeah, go, it's one of the best use cases I've heard for it. Go full of full heart attack. Uh, yeah, I know you might as well. I that'd be great if you could get Uber Eats Waffle House. Like how good how good would that be? Of course, there, oh, yeah. it's all Mike Howard's fault. There's not a Waffle House in Omaha, so I can't really do that. Yeah. But so, what do you, um, Brian, from a from a, a wand standpoint, when you think about your use case, what do you think you'll use it the most on? What will it really provide convenience for? And did you use the dash buttons before? I didn't use the dash buttons, but I figured for twenty bucks I can check it out and see uh, what applications it you know it might um, it might have even even for students that I work with for you know who have you know um, both reading and writing disabilities the ability to you know ask even ask Wikipedia 
you know, for information or, or even to spell words with your voice, uh, the 20 bucks, it could be a really interesting, uh, interesting tool. I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that it can read Kindle books and things like that, but for, you know, maybe looking up basic information, things of that sort, I'm thinking that maybe it has a, a use case. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, you might be surprised. This actually, I was talking with someone and they were talking about, this isn't the first time Amazon has pushed out this kind of wand device. I think this mm-hmm. is actually the second gen right. of, yes. of a, a device that failed earlier Correct. or they yes. just didn't roll it. Right. And now they're kind of rolling it out, it's, which is interesting. That, and I'm trying yeah. to where did I, I talk with somebody about that? Shoot. Um, so interesting. Hey, it's a $20. This is great. It's a $20 deal. You get the 20 back on back. It. I think every geek, probably every gadget geek needs to have this because you're going to, it's free, right? Mike, you're going to, you're going to order this thing. Well, it's like the dash buttons. They were free too. And I, yeah, I probably will order one now. Yeah. yeah so I probably, I it probably. was, um, it was back ordered. I, I was, I was hoping, like I said, I was hoping to get it before the show, but it was back ordered. Uh, it took about, you know, well, it took about 10 days for them to, fulfill the order so um evidently it was you know once it started rolling out it was in in demand because of the the price yeah well let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna go in right now let's see if we can uh let's see delivery date guaranteed delivery date is july 9th so oh wow they're back yeah they're back in the uh back in the plant there Uh, if i want it saturday so if i want it saturday nine dollars if i want it sunday free Right. And then really, if I, yeah, if I want to go the free standard shipping, that's next Thursday. And then okay. if I want it's Monday, the 17th for free, no rush shipping and I get a five dollar. Well, maybe that's the way to go. You get this five dollar reward for for Prime Pantry, which Prime, Prime Pantry, isn't that like five ninety nine anyways or six ninety nine, something like that? I think it is. So buy the dash button, have it sent slow boat with that and so you get a $20 credit and you would get your first prime pantry wow free i just cracked the code boom so you could try both i mean that way and then you could you know it's it, i'm, it, it's I'm getting mine on sunday all right so for, you know i mean just already ordered <laughs> for someone that wants to <laughs> for someone that even wants to jump into home automation i mean you could buy you know, either, you know, a light bulb with Wi-Fi built in or even a switch and then use this to control it. So it could be a, you know, a way to put your toes in the water without making a big investment just to get a feel for what it would be like to use. The other thing is you have to physically, um, it looks like, you know, from the videos, tap, you know, tap, hold the button down, you know, before you give it the command, you know, so it's, uh, there's a, you know, physical piece a little to bit. it as well. Yeah. Mike, Mike Howard just jumped in. I think his ears were, I think, it, you know, he was hearing me talk about him, but he said, dang, I'm late, but I just heard a little, uh, picked up the echo show last week and the wand the week before the, sh- uh, the show is awesome. He says, I'm assuming he's saying the show home gadget geeks. Now. Of course. I mean, we, I we knew that. that. We I know that. Of course. That's what he really means. That show is awesome, too. Um, I have not used the one much at all. Also, we have six of the dash buttons. Okay. And he says he has the show hooked up to his ring camera. Do you have a oh, ring no, front door camera, Brian? No, I don't. I don't. Have you, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a perfect. Yeah, in the home automation space, that would be a perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where they're getting in there. And, you know, today you got to kind of. It's on your computer or, you know, your iPad, your phone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Amazon's done so well with home automation integration and, of course, controlling those devices with voice. And so, man, that is a really nice <laughs> – that is a really, really, really nice kind of use yes. case. So, so pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mike, we'll have to report back next week when you get your wand because you're a Dash user. Love the Dashes. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's funny. Everyone I tell about them – so they could care less about all the home automation I have. Lights, yeah, old news, whatever old news. Wait, I can press a button when I'm about to use the last roll of toilet paper and it'll show up in two days. Like for some reason, the dash buttons get the biggest response because like, oh, hey, I heard you have a, like a quote, like you have a smart home. Like, tell me about what you have. Tell me about the cameras. Tell me about all that stuff. No, the dash buttons, it's the wow yeah. factor. And I'm like, that's the thing I don't even think about very much. But for them, they think that's the coolest thing. They don't even know they exist uh, I think if Amazon pimped them a little more, more people would be interested, especially the fact that they're free. When I tell them, hey, you pay five bucks, but it takes five bucks off the first order. Um, everyone's kind of like, oh, wow. So I don't know why people don't know about them, but they're very excited about them when I when I tell them about it. All right. Which, pro- I, which products do you use most of the time with the Dash button? So our laundry detergent is probably the number one used. Uh, well, no, toilet paper is number one used. Um, right. Put you know you put paper towel paper towels yep so we have Bounty yeah, yeah. Charmin Tide yeah. uh, we had Gatorade that we were using for a while until we kind of stopped drinking that as much yeah. um, we had Pop Tarts and when Hannah's pregnant that button gets pressed a lot uh, when she's not it doesn't get pressed as much <laughs> um, uh, besides that I'm trying to think of all the other buttons we have but maybe the other ones we don't oh and uh, Clorox wipes so for Clorox okay. and, and all those. Yeah. And do they guarantee the lowest price but when you push the button? Or do, is there a chance that you can review it somewhere? Before, so, you, or, you know, the price is interesting. I have not really confirmed if the price changes. You select the right. product, right. Um, obviously, ahead of time. I've, I haven't checked if the price changes very much. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Okay. That's, that's always been the concern, right, is that you would get so used to clicking these and then Amazon right. would jack the price up. So um, at this point, I wouldn't even care <laughs> in the chat room. I don't know. I don't know what this says about our listeners, but there's lots of toilet paper being discussed in the, uh, in the chat room. Oh God. About what they use their dash buttons for. And, uh, and so that seems real popular. Emily, uh, a one, you know, Mark came on, Mark's been on oh, the, the cliff bar one. Yeah. That's the all cliff- I have. I have the cliff bar one. That one's used a lot too. I forgot about that one. Love the cliff bar one. That's a great, yeah. that's a great way to, to get that done. I, I have a, I keep a box in a drawer at work. That's my after workout kind of treat, you know, Hey, he did a workout. Okay. Monkey boy. Here's your chocolate for working out. Right. And uh, Hey, whatever works, right. Whatever right. gets me in the fitness center and um, it gets down to two. And I just know log in on my computer right there, order, you know, find the right Brian, to your point, find the right, right price point, order the set. Cause sometimes it makes sense to order them in sets of 18. Sometimes it makes sense to order them in 12, you know, because mm-hmm. the prices are just all over it's the all place. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, I ordered the Dash button, but I took the $5 pantry. So, well, okay. well that won't be here for a while, but uh, I'm going to give it a try. And and I'm going to try, I'm going to sit down with Sarah and we're going to do an Amazon order. She has always been super skeptical of the, like, you know, Walmart does this. And I, I think some of the other grocery stores where, you can have your orders ready. I think Hy-Vee does this here in the Midwest, Mike, where you can order your thing on the app. Yep. You get there, they pack it up, boom, you're done. Or- they actually deliver it straight to our door. Yeah. Yep. So, or, or you can do pickup. Yep. 
it's never worked for us. So for really? whatever reason, what she wants and some of those things, it's just it's just a nightmare. So we'll try the we'll try the Amazon pantry one time, maybe you yeah, know, sure. go through and and see what that's like with a five dollar uh, with $5 credit, that'll work out pretty cool. All right. Uh, so Brian, let's talk. You got a few more gadgets before we get out of here and we've got okay. a few minutes left. So bring the, the seat, was it the C pen or what? Yeah. Show me the C pen. That's a new, that's a new gadget that you got. Yeah, now you're in the assistive, around. you're in the assistive tech space. I should tell Correct. you, right. A lot of your role is to help students and people with, with disabilities Correct. use technology to make their life better and learn more. So Correct. that yeah. in mind, talk about your pen. Okay, so this is the um, this is the C pen, and it's basically a personal scanner. And you know, I've been in the field for about thirty years, and you know, I've, been, I've used various devices similar to this. But this would allow students to scan a line of text and then have it read aloud to them. Uh, it has a you know uh, audio out, so they can you know put their earbuds or a head headphones on and listen to it. This one also has a um, a dictionary. And but this, you know, the scanning has gotten so much better. So, you know, the engine inside the the camera lens, all that, all that stuff in, and the processing power and the amount of memory in here, too, is great. You can actually store things in here as well. So for a student who has, you know, or an adult even who has difficulty with decoding or dyslexia, diagnosed with dyslexia, this could be a great tool for them to be independent. The company has um, a couple of different versions. This one. Um, you know, can read the text and also has an online dictionary so students can look up the meaning of words. But a lot of times students with disabilities, uh, you know, both high school uh, and, and colleges, uh, when they're taking tests, they often have um, a, a proctor who may read the test to them, um, the question. So this would allow the students to do this uh, it, rather independently. And so some of the versions of the CPEN uh, don't have the dictionary functionality, only the reading uh, functionality. Um, so it's could be a really handy tool uh, for those students who um, have difficulty with decoding or even reading speed. Um, so it's it's great and it's very portable and you know allows in, you know allows students to be independent um, when they're in, you know in school or studying and things of that sort. So so Brian, about two fifty. How do you find that really? Uh, what's the f- effective way in a in a learning situation? That's pretty expensive. Do students well, get? Are there programs where they can they get that bot for them? How, how does that? Or is there grant money? How does that? How do you see that work for for a lot of students? For I mean, for you know, for some students, you know, in K twelve, if that was um, you know d- decided that that was the best fit for that student, then the school district would be responsible for picking up the the cost of it. Um, in many cases, you know, schools do budget for assistive technology, whether it be a computer or a device like this, whatever kind of, you know, really helps the, that individual, um, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And that's really access the curriculum. Uh, but you will, you know, when you get to the college level, then it's, uh, it's incumbent upon the student to purchase it with their dollars and they're going to have to make, you know, that judgment if it works. I mean, at the college level too, I mean, there's certainly, there are, you know, our apps where, you know, I can use my iPhone and take a picture and it will start reading too. So, I mean, there are, you know, competing technologies out there. You have to, you know, students need to figure out which one makes the most sense. In some cases, you know, phones aren't allowed in certain testing, you know, testing situations and things like that. So, you know, this, this device may be something that could be helpful in that scenario, but there are others where you can, like I said, take a picture with your iPhone and it starts, or an Android phone and it starts reading um, the text immediately, which is nice. And, you know, that 
the app on the iPhone, Android phone is about a hundred dollars. That can. That's not too bad. So that'd be a good alternative. Yes. What are you What are you seeing in the in the students that you're working with? What's the most popular, or is there kind of a most popular app or most popular tool to help with that? Or is the are the issues so varied? It just kind of depends. Well, how, how's it well, working it, in that it, space? It depends, but I mean, I think you know because everything's been digital. I mean, services like Bookshare or services like Learning Ally can provide. Uh, generally students with text that's been digitized already. So um, students may not need some of these tools so they can, you know, hop on an iPad or an iPhone and use a program like Voice Dream Reader, or they can use a Learning Ally um, has their own app that allows, would allow the students to listen to human narrated audiobooks. Um, and Bookshare um, has their own Chrome extension. And there are also third party companies that um, you know, can provide, uh, you know, reading tools to access uh, some of the, the Bookshare library. So, I mean, there's lots of different ways to go about, you know, doing it um, um, in today's environment, which is really exciting. Mike, you had done something during law school, right? You were, you, you converted, you took text and converted it to speech because you wanted to listen to it, which is brilliant, by the way. How'd you do yeah, that? What, yeah. what did you use, Mike, to get that done? Uh, there's just an app on the Mac. So any sort of, it worked especially well with PDF. So the one problem I ran into that Brian actually had suggested, I never got into it, but was scanning it from a book. Uh, but I would just take any PDFs. A lot of times our professors were sending us extra material to read, or you could find PDF versions or whatever you needed, or you could even scan in the pages from a book, convert to PDF. Um, and as long as it could read the text and there was just apps, you know, voice to or text to voice. They were really bad. It was monotone, that computer woman's voice. But as if I could take my 30 minute drive to school and have it be considered reading and get material in, it helped me out. I would uh, change the voice to an Australian woman and then I could listen to it. All there day. you go. Nonstop. All day. Nice. I just changed that on my phone, on my iPhone. We were messing around and I'm, I'm a stock guy. I never change anything. I always keep everything as stock as possible. And we were goofing around on Sunday. I found Australian woman. I'm hooked. So yeah. I talk to her more now than anybody else. I'd actually human. I'm talking to her all the time. Siri, can you yeah. just say more things? Yeah. I don't know if you found it to be true, Mike, but one of the one of the really interesting things with audio is that over time you can listen to things much faster with really good comprehension, and that's what right. happens. And especially students with reading disabilities. Um, you know, they, they may start out at reading at a certain rate and before too long, they're able to listen at twice that rate, you know, as they get used to with, with good comprehension. And oh, so totally. it just, it allows them to, you know, keep up, you know, with the volume of work that they need to. Um, we have our yearly training for work. And for one of the classes I signed up for, you have to read a, it was a whole book and it was actually a really right. interesting book, but, um, because I've gotten used to that doing podcasts and audio books right. all right. the time, that's all I listen to. I was able to go at 2x speed, which is right. pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, I usually I prefer, if I'm just casually listening, 1.25 or 1.5, but I had to get through it really quick because it was down to the last second, 2x. And yeah, you're totally right. You can comprehend it a lot better. And then it's interesting too, um, especially if you do it while you're driving, if your scenery changes while you're listening to audio, Mm-hmm. There will be certain spots around Omaha or even between Omaha and Kansas City, Omaha and the farm, places I drive a lot. I'll be driving and I will see something and it will spark. I can tell you exactly where I was at in a certain book, what was happening at that point. Um, right. Just because, you know, you got those two forms of, of input and then they're both kind of, 
you know, so I, I have those sort of memories too, which helps. So I kind of, okay, no, that was on Dodge street. And I remember this and, and especially for law school tests, there was always tricks to remember that sort of material. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you also, yes. uh, you, you were, you showed me a, a whiteboard device yes. that, uh, that has some, some collaboration work with it. And, you know, these smart boards that came out 10 years ago, super expensive, mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, that C Pen two fifty. What's how much is? Tell us what this device is and about it. What it retails at? This this, this one that I'm holding up. Yes. Yeah. 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 I believe it lists. I, I, I always kind of discount. I think it lists for about seven ninety nine. So this is called the uh, E Beam Smart Marker two. Um, you would affix this uh, to a whiteboard. It has a magnet, so if your whiteboard's magnetized, you can just affix it. If not, you it, they do have a um, uh, a little uh, little fixture that you can attach with adhesive strips uh, to a standard whiteboard, and then you turn it on, and it's got memory built in, um, or you can pair it with any uh, Android or iPhone or Bluetooth tablet. Um, one of the nice things, this is the second iteration of this, and they really got the, you know, the, the you know, the Bluetooth um, uh, finding you know, the device very easily. And it, even if you don't have a device, it has memory. So you turn it on, and then you take um, this marker that's in this housing. It's just a, let's see, dry erase marker in this housing, and then anything you write gets captured and stored on this device. Um, but the exciting part is that you can broadcast your whiteboard sessions with anyone by providing them with a link and inviting them to the session. And in, um, in this version is also the, um, uh, with permission from the presenter, uh, you can actually collaborate in real time. So what you see on your computer or uh, tablet, you have a set of tools that you can actually draw, type text um, and uh, provide feedback. So you could, you know, imagine you have some engineers doing a whiteboarding session in California. You know, Jim, you're in Nebraska, and I'm here in New Jersey. We all could be watching the whiteboarding, you know, session, and uh, you know, we could also have input and give them feedback in real time. And then when you're done, everything can be stored out as a um, as a PDF file, which so you've captured all the different screens, um, you know, as as well. So it's it's kind of a interesting device, especially for you know, I'm thinking. And some of the work that I do, um, you know, students who may be homeschooled um, could be, you know, interesting like for a math class or a science class. And then the other potential, too, is if you have someone with a visual impairment, I'd be able to, in a sense, broadcast to the student's device that they could then also magnify um, as well. And it runs on Windows, Macs, Android and iOS. And there's... uh, all the apps have a basically similar tool set, so it's kind of um, it's kind of nice. How, how big is the range? So you you stick that to the whiteboard. It's magnetic, right? Yeah. I think how, it, how wide is the range? I think it's sixteen. I want to. Uh, I have to. I'd have to look, but I think it's like sixteen feet. Does it say? I mean, I, I yep, could, you're right. Sixteen by five. Oh, 16 by five. Okay. Yeah. And you, if you, I mean, if you needed bigger, you could actually purchase another one of these devices to extend the length with my understanding if I remember correctly. Yeah, so 16 by five and then it says eight feet by five feet on each side of the sensor. So you okay. can it sounds like you could put that in the middle mm-hmm. and then right. you could go out eight feet on either side and five feet high and draw around it. Man, that's a great well, that's, that's kind of that's very cool collaboration. I mean, 
it's i mean it weighs it weighs like next to nothing i mean it's pretty pretty incredible yeah. um but uh this is version two and they really did a fantastic job with the you know the, the the bluetooth pairing i mean you don't you don't have to physically go into your settings it just it it's got this uh bluetooth seeking technology you know that it hands off to the device and finds it and then you're up and running but again even if you don't have it you can basically fix this and I've actually um, I've been trying this out. There are a number of companies that have created. I think one is called ThinkBoard, where basically these um, uh, lamin um, these white whiteboards that you, you affix to a wall it has like a very light adhesive. So I've actually used it with this in my office, and it works well. So if you don't have a big whiteboard, you can just roll this out and attach it to it uh, with the little. There's a little clip that you can attach with strips since it's not magnet um, and, and use it. So it's kind of a neat, it's kind of a neat device. Really. About 400 is for that, for that one. This one is 800, but I think that they're discounting now. I think you can get it for 400 on Amazon right now. I think there's a July 4th promotion. Uh, oh, nice. So, yeah. So it's kind of, wow, kind of nice. Yeah. Interesting. It's really interesting. Interesting technology to, you know, have in your toolkit. That's for sure. Yeah. It, you know, we always think you mentioned this, um, example, all these companies always show these, they're sharing these complex math equations right. and it's right. engineering students. Right, right. I was, I was that's just the, the most overused stereotype for a whiteboard, yes. right? When, yes. you know, but, but I, for me, oftentimes we're collaborating and I'm writing lists of things. Okay. And that's it just, sometimes it's just handy to think through it visually. We were talking about how sometimes when you listen to books and you're in a different area, you make that trigger, that connection, that memory connection between right. what you saw and what you heard. I think the same is true when we think about a list writing or list making or some of those things that when you're sitting down and you're physically writing that and it's visual to you, mm -hmm. I have a, for, for my interns, when we're, when I'm making the lists of those that are joining us for the summer, right. those all go on a whiteboard and they all, I, I need to visually see it because for the next three months, I'm going to be recalling that, that mm -hmm. list in my mind. And I could have it in my computer, but right. I, I, I want to kind of be able to recall or have that visual image of it. So that kind of makes sense. So even in this kind of scenario, this might be, you know, where I would sit down and I might want to map that list with somebody or walk them through that or a list of tasks uh, required for a project that we're working on and who's going to work on them. That would be another, I, I could think of even in the agile project management methodology for software development, where you're, you've got a project manager who's listing out the tasks and developers can be picking up those through the, you know, if you're, if you're in different locations could be picking up or taking those tasks by writing on their phone. Right. Tablet, whatever. And Brian, any, besides the complex engineer scenario, any other scenarios as you think about what you do in, in yeah, I mean, classroom? You said homeschool. Any other thoughts? Homeschool. Yeah. I mean, for students with visual impairments, again, I'll just use a, it could be any class, science or math. Um, what's, what's nice is that, um, you know, the, the teacher could be broadcasting um, what they're writing on the whiteboard to that student and the student would be able to actually you know, zoom into an area and enlarge it, you know, at their desk so that they could, you know, take advantage of what the student is, uh, what the teacher is writing up on the board. And for a lot of, a lot of students I work with, note-taking is very challenging. Um, and so in a scenario where maybe a teacher didn't have a smart board, they could at least capture the, you know, the handwritten notes for the day 
right on there and then transfer them, you know, to a you know PDF and then share it out through, you know, like Google, you know, Google Classroom or OneNote for that matter. Um, so that's that's nice. Mike, any in your you know, you're collaborating, you're working on stuff, you're off, off, you're doing complex things. As you think through any any space where you might say, yeah, it'd be nice to slap this on the board, connect with some folks in other cities, collaborate on something. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially because we have teams that are on site at the client, and then you'll have teams that are either working in the office or out of town. And being able to do all that at once, um, the hard part is we're we're in the client space a lot. A lot of times we're officing out of the client, so so something that's portable would be super nice. Uh, but yeah, it, it would really affect things, I think, because we love using whiteboards and then we all end up trying to do like, you know, on the computer and draw it out with the mouse <laughs> or it works and you can't just draw it out super quick. I think things take a lot longer the way we try to do them sometimes, but with the whiteboard and just be able to truly draw it by hand and have others see it. Yeah. I think that'd be a game changer. Yeah, and the other part too is, I mean, if you don't need it, I mean, if you don't need the interactivity and you you just want it to capture, you can literally, you know, come in, stick it on the board, turn it on. You don't even have to connect it to a device and just, you know, do your drawings. And there's a big button when you, you know, would allow you to erase and get to the next page so that you can have multiple screens. And then yeah. when you go back, and then when you go back to your office, you can download it to your Mac, your windows, your iPad, it just comes in. So, um, you know, so it's got, it's got memory for storage of, uh, yeah. you know, images as well. I've done it the cheap way, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's what we do too. It's what you do. You can't interact. That's what you, you do. You, you can't yeah. interact that way. And that's pretty cool. That's that's why we do this yeah. show is to kind of highlight. Brian, one last question for you as you think ahead. I always ask you sure. kind of what are you looking for in the future? What As you look out ahead over the next year or two, any products in your space, in assistive tech space, or, or, or maybe even outside of it that you're anxiously awaiting for? Um. I, I mean, I think, you know, the, the tool set has gotten so much better and um, everything that most of the publishers are doing now um, is coming through, uh, you know, through a, a Chrome, a Chrome browser. So I'm sure we'll see more increased functionality. Um, I, I, I'd still, I think for, you know, some of the students that we work with, I think, um, you know, uh, that you know, the voice technology can be very empowering. And I, I think eventually, um, you know, things like virtual reality is going to find, it's going to find a, a space in schools. I'm not sure, you know, quite yet how it's going to happen, but I think that's, that has tremendous potential, um, for schools. And, you know, as Apple builds out their platform and Microsoft, um, you know, and Google, I, I think we're going to see some interesting applications, um, for, you know, all kinds of different, uh, you know, educational scenarios. Yeah, we we didn't think the voice space would ever, you know, talk to our computers. You know, we 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 saw it on TV and it was hokey at right. first. It didn't work very well. Right. Finally, I think that's. I mean, it's pretty entrenched at this point, and it's only going to get better. I think you're right. VA, VR, AR, or mixed reality yeah. is what Microsoft's yeah. calling yeah. it right now. Um, I think it's we, I, yeah, it's going to find its place, right? Yeah. That's what it needs to. Be. And and you know, for you know, we you know, we sometimes forget the number of you know uh, individuals who are you know physically disabled, and for them to be able to control their environment with whether it be switches, a voice, um, is really very empowering. You know, so I think you know, as these tools become more, you know, I guess more stable, 
um, you know, it's going to, they're going to be, you know, play a much more important role. I mean, we even have, I mean, I've tried this with students that use augmentative communication devices where they're giving um, Madame um, commands through their augmentative communication device and uh, Alexa is able to respond in kind. So, you know, imagine the potential, you know, for, for those scenarios. So a lot of people, I don't, uh, you know, my specialty is not home automation, but a lot of my colleagues that were environmental control is their specialty. They're, you know, they're, they're looking to, you know, the Google home and the Amazon echoes as a, as a place to begin to build the environmental controls for individuals in their home, whether it be through different, you know, smart switches or motion detectors or, you know, all kinds of different, um, you know, uh, you know, tools to improve their uh, ability to control their environment that, you know, you and I may take for granted. It may be cool to be able to tell our nest to raise or lower the temperature, but someone in a wheelchair, it's essential, you know, so they can, you know, either use a voice or use an augmentative communication device as their voice to do the, the kinds of things that, you know, you and I do, you know, we take for granted and we can, we can do. So I think that you're seeing big shifts uh, because in the past, when you mentioned environmental control, you were talking about thousands and thousands of dollars of very proprietary specialized equipment. And now you can go in with a, a $49 dot and, you know, and a switch and do something that, you know, literally costs thousands of dollars, not too long ago. So it's really exciting to, to see what's happened uh, in this space. Yeah. No, indeed. Well, Brian, thank you for coming on. Hang tight oh, a little a bit as we kind of wrap things up. I just kind of noticed usually Mike is in blue and I'm in red. And tonight, reverse it uh, up this, a little bit. This is exactly <laughs> not great in colors. Yeah, okay. uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, it's pretty close. What the hell's going on with us, Weaver? I don't know. Uh, flying, you know. You're, you're forgetting Apple, the names of Apple products. Right. And, uh, you know. Pretty soon, I'm going to know what's going on at WWDC, and you're going to be a Windows Insider MVP. <laughs> I think that's the way this is going. Isn't that the direction we're headed? <laughs> I, I kind of do feel that way. I, I as mentioned earlier, my my uh, my band is just. I think it's getting close to being DOA, and uh, I may go. I may go Apple Watch. That may be yeah. the next that I that I do. So, well, uh, as we kind of wrap things up, don't, don't forget, stay around for a little bit of post-show, okay. Brian, you can hang with us as long as you can. We're, okay. Mike's got a topic for post-show, but we, we don't want to take too much of your time, but okay. I'll remind everyone, if you want to support the show, best way to do that is through the Patreon link that's out there. If you're not comfortable doing that, just make sure you're using the Amazon affiliate link. If you could be so kind to get that done, it's back, it's working. We'd love to have you do it. Mike used it to pick up the mattress. And it's working, apparently. Uh, and so head out to theaverageguy.tv and click on the, the – there's an Amazon banner there on the right-hand side, and you can purchase straight uh, through there. Don't forget, you can send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. You can track me down on Twitter, at Jay Collison. A lot more Twitter conversations. Uh, so if you're out there on Twitter and you want to chat that way, I've been spending a lot more time on it. So especially Saturday mornings, by the way. I do ask the podcast coach with Dave Jackson, but I'm around most Saturday mornings producing this podcast. So – if you want to get a hold of me and chat in real time, a good way to do it, Saturday mornings on Twitter. Love to have you out there. Don't forget the Average TV platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Christian's actually making some more upgrades to the network over there, adding some DDR4 memory. And he's like, Jim, I just don't think I can push our hardware any faster. <laughs> uh, to hear that from Christian was like, wow. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. And they have reached, they, they've reached kind of the, theoretical max speed at this point with what's going on over there. But 
thinking of doing a website, especially a podcast, uh, they they do that. Plans start at ten bucks, and you get Dynamite WordPress hosting and some great support from that standpoint. Media and your uh, your web uh, hosting, um, it's awesome stuff. Ten bucks a month, you can't you can't beat it. Head out to maplegrovepartners.com. By the way, I redid the ad on theaverageguy.tv. So if you want to critique me on that, was my own that's my own work. So head out. That's pretty plain. It's just black. It says Maple Grove. <laughs> so I, was, head out I there. actually just noticed that, and I was going to ask if he created that and put it for you. That's really funny. You mentioned that because I noticed. Yeah. What do you week. think? A little critique. I like it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Great. A little Canva in about seven minutes. There you that, go. That's about what I got there. So. Uh, head out there if you're interested in Maple Grove or you need more information, maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget, two weeks, Amber will be on from LastPass. If you got questions, you can't make the live show, send them to me, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. She'll be on, some new changes coming on, some really cool stuff coming in their website. If you're not a LastPass user, you should be. And, of course, they sponsor the show. We appreciate the work that they do to continue to sponsor us and the mobile app. You can uh, head out to LastPass.com. And give that a shot. Erin, are you still out there? She had uh, she had headed out there. It doesn't look like looks like she dropped out. She when Erin Lawrence was on, we talked a little bit about LastPass, and she was going to give it a try. I thought I'd get maybe a little feedback from her. So uh, we uh, we we appreciate their support of the show. Don't forget, we're live every Thursday, eight PM Central, nine Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv live, and we'll be back um, next week. Mike, we got some really cool stuff uh, coming up. Uh, oh, actually. Amber's here next week, and then two weeks is the grilling show. So you don't want to miss Mark and Mike here to talk about some grilling tech. It's going to be good. Eat before you come to the podcast. No kidding, just right? saying. Eat before you come to the podcast. Then Tony Chang is going to join us for Morrow Morrow Data, M-O-R-R-O, Morrow Data. The, 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 the founder of Morrow Data is actually the guy that helped build ReadyNAS. And so if you've, uh, if you've ever worked with Reddy Nas, we're working on maybe getting him on the show too. So it'd be kind of cool to have him on there. We'll talk a little bit about what it takes to do some Nas stuff. And we're going to do a product demo. They've sent me a one terabyte cached server, which is kind of cool. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after. So we've got some great shows coming up for you. 8 p.m. Central, 19 Eastern. You're not here at the average guy. Slash live. Stay around for the post show if you're live. With that, we'll say goodnight.